When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Somebody did point out from the Blitzer that said four decades. The, technically, the show did exist in four different decades, 90s, 2000s, 10s, and 20s. That's true. Yep, it's true. That is accurate. Uh, so, yes. It says, uh, we mentioned Yvonne Nava over at KVU24. She said, it's Bucky Godbolt's last day on the Horn ATX. What can I say? You definitely kept us in all entertained. One of a kind. Can't wait to see where your talents take you next. You still owe me that cake pan. <laughs> no, she wants that pan. I got to get that Tupperware. I got to get that done. Maybe also, next uh, decade. Nice text from our friend, or tweet from our friend Alex Loeb. Also, uh, Brian Davis, who used to be with the Austin American States, oh, yeah. who was a many, many, many times a guest on our show. Absolutely. Sent a nice note. And uh, Brian doing great work over now at the university. Yeah, it's not often you get to have a, a dream job, but I got a chance to do two of them. One at the University of Texas be the running back coach, and then have this job for 20 years. I mean, that's can't get any better than that. Really can't. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you're right. I mean, I, we said that earlier, and I said that. I mean, this is the, the dream of what I wanted to do when I was a kid, and uh, it might not have happened to the level it has if I hadn't met you in 1999, and chemistry was quick, and we built the show, and that's, uh, you know, steady work day by day and showing up each day to, to make it better, and that's really what would have made it, but, you know, you got to find the right partner, and you got to find a lot of good luck to last yeah, this long. Yeah, there's a lot, in this lot of things people can say about, uh, you know, that aren't so flattering about John Magvick. But without him, I'd have never got to this city. Yeah, that's true. I that's saw a, an awesome picture of you and John Magvick. Did yeah. you see that with my sunglasses on yeah. <laughs> in Illinois, in Champaign, Illinois? Yeah, I had yeah, hair CB. and a beard. Yeah, and there, so there's a <laughs> oh, picture man. that I'll retweet. And our friend Johnny Rogers uh, from the Big Ugly Tailgate, and of course Johnny, his dad. Johnny's dad Randy was on the staff with you at, at Texas, with John Makovic, and they yeah, the, the, the tweet came in. There's you, John Makovic, Jason Verduzco, and Howard, Howard Griffith, Griffith. Yeah, Howard Griffith, number thirty nine or twenty nine, and yeah, you had hair back then. I had hair, yeah. Those aviators beard. on aviators. I was I was slick. And the fact that it says the date's pretty cool, September 15, nineteen ninety. I was uh, still in high school at the time of that <laughs> picture being taken. Thank you very much. Uh, what were you all looking at? Do you remember? You have no idea. But uh, look at that. You guys are just wearing, like, white business suit shirts. Well, that was a, that was a University of Illinois. It, it had the little writings on the, on the side there. That was, oh, okay. That was probably the game that Howard scored five touchdowns in and wondering, should I put him back in the game? Should I let this guy score? I mean – I mean, eight touchdowns. Should I let him do it? It's just weird because you just don't see coaches like John Mack wearing ties anymore. You look like a guy, that the cash bag guy. <laughs> bag of cash. Yeah. Like a leather suitcase. Bring in oh, the fixer. Well, come on, bring him some, in. You, you, that might be accurate at some points in mm-hmm. your career. 
Come, call Bucky. Call Bucky. Let's get this fixed. I'll nope. get it done. No, nope. just just do me a favor. Make sure you don't call the head coach yet. <laughs> well, remember when John Makovic was coaching Illinois, and that's when you hooked up with him, he had been in the NFL previous to that. He was coaching the Kansas City Chiefs before he went to, back to college. My first words to him were, shut the F up. This isn't John Makovic. You should have said, why didn't you, why didn't you draft Marino? Yeah. That's what you should have asked him when he was the head took coach. My, took the Penn State dude. Yeah. Uh, and now I'm assuming having he grew up in Ohio, not far from where I spent the first eight years of my life. Uh, he, did he wear the tie? Because that's what that's a he's Paul Brown been thing. Slick. He, yeah, he's that's always a Paul been Brown like, thing. Yes, he's always been like that. I'm he's always kind of like Jim Jim Trestle, right? Jim Trestle's from Youngstown. John Makovic's from Barberton. So those two grew up not far from it. And Paul Brown was a iconic figure in Northeast Ohio, really in all of football. And so yeah, kind of like Tom Landry, you know, Jim John always wore the tie. Now, he got to Texas, he didn't wear the tie as much. Not as much. I mean, he loses up. I mean, even as I said, Tom Coughlin, the first time I had seen Tom Coughlin in years was when they, when he was the Giants and he came for uh, to, to see the players at Pro Day. He, he dude had on cowboy boots and jeans. I had never seen Tom like that before without khakis on. It was very unusual to see him like that. But John wore a lot of, you know, he, he wore a lot of ties and really weird things like that. He was that. a slick dresser. He was slick. I will also say that uh, it was so cool that when when Augie Garrido became the baseball coach at Texas. Oh, man. You already knew Augie because you and Augie were together at Illinois, and all you would do is sit around and talk smack about John McAvoy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Augie was so mean. That dude was mean. But he was great at the same time when my family left. We'd always meet at the Greasy Spoon there, and he'd buy me breakfast and tell me everything's going to be okay. He was very much like old Sammy Allred. Buck, you can do it. You can You can beat alcoholism. You got it. You got it done, and Augie would sit there, and we'd smell just like eggs and bacon leaving that place every morning. And Augie said, "You can do this." My family was then gone from Illinois. My family, my wife took my kids and said, "We're out of this place." They didn't like not, it. Oh, Champagne, Illinois, Champagne, Urbana—they did not like it whatsoever. So, but a biracial family. Uh, it was yeah, it was different. It was okay for me. I was the coach, so, but it was it was great because Augie said, "You're gonna." I said, "Augie, I'm living." downstairs on an air mattress with, uh, with a college refrigerator downstairs <laughs> on my knees playing Nerf basketball, Nerf basketball with Jeff George. I still love it. And, and uh, Chris Bennett right on cue has sent us the video. Mike Barnes of KB24 did a great story with Augie, which he told the story. About of, John? Yeah, because cause, cause Augie Garrido was at Cal State Fullerton building that program. He left to go to Illinois for a short time, had had some pretty good success there. Mm-hmm. And that's when John Makovic was not only the head coach, but he was the athletic director. Yes, at he was. And then, and then Augie went back to Cal State Fullerton from there. Uh, John, of course, came here with you to Texas. So when DeLos Dodds was looking for the replacement to, for the legendary Cliff Gustafson, he wanted to hire Augie Garrido. And as the story goes, and he, he told Mike Barnes, uh, you know, DeLos Dodds talked uh, talk to uh, John. McAvick, hey, what do you think of Augie? You were with him in Illinois. And it was revealed later that John McAvick says, don't hire him. I wouldn't hire him. And uh, gave him a negative review. And so John, that, that got back to Augie when he was hired. Of course it did. And, of course, he said to John, it just shows you how much pull you have around here. <laughs> Something along those lines, right? Uh, you don't, your, your opinion doesn't match matter, it appears, because here I am, my friend. Uh, that's, a good, that's a good story. And you and Augie would sit, and, of course, you, you, John lived on the golf course. Do you live on the golf course, or no, John? no, no, John? In John Champagne, lived, in Champagne, he lived right on the golf course. That is awesome. I was there when he busted his face, and then when he course, wouldn't, wouldn't drop a ball, he decided he was going to 
hit it off the rock and it came back and hit him right in the face just because he just that was just him. Oh, he yeah. was going to show you. you tell that story on Craig's show the other he was day. He's just going to show you. He was just going to show me what a great golfer he was. So he went in the ditch and I said, "Coach, come up here and drop it. There's no reason for you to do that, John." In the face. That thing went bing bang and his nose exploded and I was on the ground just rolling around. I couldn't help myself. That's awesome. I love that story. All he, right, good but, stuff. But one thing about him, he let me be me. Well, he let me coach. He never said, "Hey, why are you putting this guy in? Why are you bringing this guy in?" I mean, and and Unlike crazy Tom Coughlin, who structured me, John just said, hey, you know what you're doing. But then again, when I was with Tom Coughlin, I didn't know what I was doing at that time. I just got there. I was still playing bull in the ring. Well, that's how you learn, right? Yes, absolutely. Bull in the ring, run an organization. Oh. And Tom, you know, John Makovic and Tom Coughlin both could run an organization Oh, could they well. ever? Um, and had, had the organization that matters. It's, the quote was, how does it feel to know your opinion doesn't matter? <laughs> From Augie, and that's said in perfect Augie fashion. And then, of course, when Augie came here and our show was taken off, he would come on our show every week, every week and talk Texas baseball. By the way, I heard uh, David Pierce on with Craig yesterday, and that was very informative. That was really good stuff, um, talk, talking about their off season and how they feel really good about where they are, the coaching moves. So if you missed that, and you're a Texas baseball fan. It's the first time we've heard from Coach Pierce since the end of the season, and a lot has happened through the Major League Draft and transfer portals. And if you want a pretty pretty in-depth overview of what's gone on, you can go back yeah, to the podcast and, and page and find that. There's no doubt. Craig. And Coach Pierce has got it down. I mean, he's been in the business for a long, long time. That's That's got to be one of those, E, where you look in the mirror and say, I got this. I'm now I'm not only the head coach, but I've got people around me. Now I can be the pitching coach. I can do what my, what my expertise is. You know, not just coaching the whole organization, but an individual group. Now he can get his hands wrapped around all that stuff because you got to look in the mirror because there's nobody else to look at now that you're doing that. No you question. Know? No question. All right, so there's some uh, walks down memory lane. We'll continue to do it all the way to the, uh, to the end at 10 o'clock as we hand it off to Light the Tower and Craig Way uh, here coming up. But speaking of coaches, uh, some het news made this morning. We talked to Bobby Burton inside Texas and on three sports, and he wrote a story early this morning that dropped that – and then he confirmed it with us that uh, he's hearing that Gary Patterson, Gary Patterson is having uh, deep thoughts about returning to the University of Texas in some capacity on the coaching staff. Of course, last year was a special advisor to head coach Steve Sarkeesian. Um, you know, and Bobby says that people he's hearing from that are close to Gary saying it's uh, it's been a nice offseason, you know, to have off is essentially what he's had because he left the program in January. And that, uh, as you know, Buck, the, the clock starts ticking. It's almost oh, August. Yeah. Time to go to camp. <laughs> As you asked Bobby, is Kelsey, his wife, just saying, hey, time to go back to work, Gary. You're yeah. driving me crazy. Yeah, you've been here long enough. Driving me nuts. Time to go back. Uh, so we'll see. And the way he wrote it, Bobby, that uh, former TCU head coach Gary Patterson is mulling a return to college football, possibly in a reprised role with the Texas Longhorns. Nothing official, but both sides agree it has to happen pretty quick if it's going to because camp starts next week. Uh, August 2nd. Yeah, he wants to be here for, you know, when the, when the freshmen come in and when everybody meets that first meeting is always, I always love the first meeting. I, I, I really do. I, I, I still remember it once again when John was here when we, when we came in to the first meeting and he came in and everybody remembers when he looked around, he goes, uh, I'm going to leave the room. I'm going to come back. Something's really not, something's really different here. And I remember we're looking around. I'm like, oh, hell. All the white players are sitting there. All the black players are sitting on another side. And, and I knew exactly. So I was like, hey, you need to go there. You need to mix over there. You need to go over there. It was segregated. To, oh, it was. It was. I mean, I mean, and there's a lot. I mean, it's, that's probably not the first place that it's ever happened where, you know, guys that are, are, are position guys. like. But when he came back in there, 
that whole room was scrambled and, and guys were sitting in different places with other ple- people and everybody was kind of mixed together and that was that was uh that was kind of eye opening that was kind of eye opening for the for the players they didn't realize how they were separating each other you know in that way and he, that was that was one of the good John Makovic things it wasn't all bad it was mostly that, def- oh. that defensive oh. blind spot that he had Gosh. he didn't pay much attention to the defensive side of the ball and no. uh, obviously well, we had to take those good players well, so he had to score. <laughs> well, and you know, John Makovic was the head coach when the Longhorns won the first ever Big 12 championship. That can't be taken away or forgotten. Uh, Longhorns have only won two more since and are trying to win their fourth this year on their way out the door. But John Makovic and you were part of that first one. And, uh, you know, we know how that story went. And they've got the right guy in place going into year three to get it done. Feels like it. But Gary yeah. Patterson would be a big return because, and look, I, Bobby also was pretty clear, and I, you know, don't disagree at all. Gary Patterson wants to be head coach again. Uh, he would like. That's to, interesting to me. Li- that that is that's the part. I mean, he's not like he's seventy. Years old. He's just sixty. Is he sixty two? About sixty two, sixty three. Let me make sure on Gary's official age. But um, you know, I'm he's still, he's that, still in dude. good shape. He's sixty three. I'm older than like five years. Wow. But yes, he and I asked Bobby point blank he, from people you're talking to. Does Gary want to have coach again? He said, Oh yeah, oh yeah. He would. He would. He he flirted with Nebraska this off season. They went with Matt Rule. He talked to Arizona State last year. Um, didn't want to do that. But, no, if the right job comes available. And it, for him, it's probably better to still be in the game, right, still be on a staff. Oh, yeah, well, on a staff that can have some success yeah, this staff year, big that time. can win a Big 12 championship. Right. And then parlay that into something even bigger. And, you know, as we said, don't think for a second if Jimbo Fisher doesn't get it done this year at A&M, then there's a move. He wouldn't want to be in that conversation. I don't know if A&M would go there, but, you know, Gary Patterson would like to be. And, and Bobby also mentioned the University of Houston, if Dana Holgerson gets mm-hmm. – uh, doesn't get it done in year one because Dana Holgerson's charge from that organization and, and Tillman Fertitta, their lead booster, you know, get this thing ready for Big 12 play. And it doesn't feel like it's ready. And if they have a rough year, Holgerson could be could be a, a casualty. And Gary Patterson and, you know, Je- Gary Patterson and Jeff Trailer are going to be candidates for any job that comes available in this region. I think that's safe to say. Because uh, you know, Gary Patterson, Jeff Trailer down at UTSA, they would both like to stay where their, sta- their ties are. Sure, I would believe that in the state, yeah. Well, it's why, it's why Nebraska was interested in Gary Patterson, for sure, because, you know, just like Matt Rule, they wanted someone who had deep ties in the state of Texas. Well, mm-hmm. Gary does, and nobody has many. Uh, but I think Nebraska just felt like going a little bit younger with Matt Rule coming off of his failed NFL experiment than, than Gary. But, no, Gary, th- this sounds like this could happen, and he'll be back. And, again, they already have three advisors you know, they got a bunch of coaches, but the uh, the special advisors have been hired. Paul Christ, Joe DiCamillis for special teams, and Payam Sadat on the defensive side of the ball. But Gary could be that next layer, which is just the, the second set of eyes for for Steve Sarkeesian kind of helping to orchestrate Yeah, and I think he it. worked on both sides of the ball, kind of. Yeah, and he worked you – know, what you kept hearing from Sark and the people behind the scenes was he, he was just working on connecting with the players. And and pushing them, pushing their button, you know, getting to know those guys, getting back. And I think that's one thing that that's helping Gary. That's what he lost at TCU. We saw Mac Brown do it here too. When a coach, you know, goes from being the head football coach his whole life, and all of a sudden you're you're the CEO of a big company, uh, you can lose connection with the locker room. You just, you know, Gary when he's at TCU. Yeah, there seemed to be a problem every year there. For a while at the end. Right, and, and, you know, when he got into it as a defensive coordinator for Dennis Franchoni, and he he and the connection to the players was legendary. And But over time, he becomes the head coach, and then it's moving into the Big 12, and then they sure. got to get a stadium built, and then they got to go to talk to boosters and try to get, um, you know, them to, to donate more. And you become you start doing those kind of things and maybe lose connection 
with the with players, players themselves. Yeah, and you kind of hand that off, and I think you're seeing him get back involved in that, and that's something he'll, you know, if he gets back in as a head coach, he'll 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 get back to doing because it's one of the things Sonny Dykes did when he came in was he immediately <laughs> embraced the locker room, connected with the locker room, and as you've always taught me, they they don't. You know, care how much you know until they know how much you care. That's for sure. And um, the players need to know you're you're with them. And that's one of the exciting things about Sark is it feels like this this team really yes. likes him, and he's really connected to that team. And they, I, I remember with our recent conversation with Diamante Tucker Dorsey was in here and said I've never I've never played a place where I had the head coach's cell phone and I could text him any time. And I'm a defensive player. How about that? I'm a one year linebacker from James Madison, and I got the coach's number. And I can text him anytime, and he'll respond that's why right back. That's why he's having the kind of recruiting years he's having. Yeah, that so, works. That works at the house with mom and dad too. Because uh, it's, it's genuine. It's not. It's not fluke. Uh, and that's a, what a coach has to do, especially in this day and age with transfer portals. You got to stay connected to your locker room. And his wife was my Texas angel when I was there. She would help me on the weekends with the with the with the recruits and stuff. She was magnificent. What an individual! I I, I had taken my son up, Kyle. Uh, to I think it was like a Nike camp up at, at TCU. They were having some workout for Nike, and I'm walking down the street and I I'm walking. I'm like, Kelsey, is that you? And she she says, Bucky, what are you doing? I said, my, This is my son. I'm I'm bringing him up here for these little tryouts, and she, and I go, What are you doing here? She goes, I'm married to the coach. And I'm thinking, <laughs> You're married, Gary. I'm like, Wait a minute. Well, which assistant are you married to? She goes, No, I'm married to the coach. I said. Gary? Gary Patterson? You're married to him? She goes, oh, yeah. And she was just, I mean, she was special. This was just walking down the street, I saw her. She was special. She had, she just had a demeanor about her. She loved the University of Texas. Like, like none of the, I, I mean, every, everybody dealt with some of the young ladies that we dealt with doing that because they took a lot of their time out of the weekends. And no, I mean, she was fabulous just with people. And I'll tell you what, she loved this university, and that's why it doesn't surprise me. And I always thought, E, myself, that, one of these days, maybe Gary would be the head coach at, at Texas. I know he's not oh, that flamboyant kind of, but he would. I mean, you're talking about a, a rugged, rough nose, tough nose, great football coach. Yeah, well, he'll be back, and it, I mean, he'll. I hope I, he comes back. He'll have an opportunity again at the right place. But somebody texted and said, well, "I don't understand why Jeff Trailer is even being considered next to Gary Patterson." GP has real skins on the wall. Look, I mean, say what you want. Jeff Trailer can coach. Now he's Jeff, Jeff Trailer's 55. Let's not. He's not. You know, this young, dynamic, 30-year-old coach. Jeff Trailer coached high school football for a long time mm-hmm. in Gilmer. He was at Jacksonville. Then he came to Texas as an assistant and has climbed the ladder. But in a brief amount of time at, San, at, a, at a, pretty much a startup program, UTSA, he's 30-10. and 10. He's got two conference titles. He's been the coach of the year in that conference, USA, twice. Uh, he can coach. And he and fans love it, and and he's sticking around he's, in that area and recruiting in that area. Right. So yes, for you got to pick your guy, but I think you know Gary had a similar track record or build. He had mm-hmm. to build TCU. He had to build the program. Uh, when Dennis Franchoni left, you know, to go to Alabama, uh, he took that program and built it into what it became—a program that the Big Twelve wanted to be in. And by the way, when Gary Patterson came last year to be a special advisor, he he specifically mentioned his good friend, Delos Dodds. That I want to come back because I, some level, feel like I owe it to him because DeLoss right. was, was pivotal in pushing for TCU to join the Big 12 with the other members of the conference. saying, look, this would be a good fit. Gary's a great coach. They're going to be a good member because there were uh, you know, teams in the Big 12 that didn't want TCU. They didn't think that was a good idea. Uh, DeLoss was very powerful within that uh, 
persuasiveness. And so Gary knows that. So Gary appreciates because he doesn't go where he goes without getting into the Big 12 Conference well, with that program. And obviously TCU's playing in the national title game last year. Uh, so he, he still, and as you said, his wife, very close to the program. So his point is, if he's going to stay with the pro, stay in college football and stay around the game, which he wants to do because he wants to be a coach. Yeah, he's not running off out of the state. Yeah, and Bobby, he, Bobby wrote today and told us that he turned down uh, Lincoln Riley at USC. That Lincoln Riley tried to bring him, and gosh, who needs more help on their defense <laughs> than him? Um, but he tried to bring him to Southern California, and Gary turned that down, which, you know, stay no, he's close. He's not to that him. guy. He's staying close. And, and if you're staying in it, you know, stay with a group you already know. You already know all these players. You know these coaches. Bobby mentioned that. And he's you got have a, made a difference. Yeah, you have made a difference. And, and Bobby mentioned that these coaches, he really likes Pete Kwiatkowski, and he really likes, you know, Blake Gideon, and working with these, this, this coaching staff is tight knit, and he really likes that. So. I think you can see something on that here in pretty short order. So keep an eye on Gary Patterson. Also keep an eye on Boulder, Colorado, where Buffaloes, the Buffaloes are rolling into the Big 12 officially next year. That makes it a 13-team conference as it stands. How large will it grow becomes the question before next season. Because the things you have to remember, when we get into these conference realignment conversations, everyone talks about you know penalties to leave and how much does it cost to buy out of where you're at. There is no buyout for Pac-12 teams, none. They, they don't have a media deal in place beyond next year. How the hell do they think they can bring teams in there, into exactly. it? Well, that's the thing. I keep hearing that they're having an emergency meeting in the Pac-12 of the, of the, uh, the presidents, and they're going to talk about bringing in San Diego State. San Diego State just tried to jump in there and then came back and begged to get back into Mountain West. They're not coming. Um, they're not coming at this point. Anybody that would jump in that conference is jumping into a dying yeah. league. Uh, that has to be known. And I think Klyavkov can say what he wants for the PR side, but – I mean, it, it is much more likely at this point that they lose money, uh, much more members than agree, start yeah. adding members. Uh, now, if Oregon, Washington, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah all jump along with Colorado, either to the Big Ten or the Big 12. Got no league. You got no league. And that's when you'll start adding San Diego State. Sure. And Boise State. And, you know, you'll you'll rebuild uh, as a group of five conference on the West Coast. You'll be getting the same be. money. That's what you'll be getting. Yeah, about the same. Yeah. About the same. Um, you know, less, but 15 to 20 million. Because, again, think about this. The, what's being reported is George Klyavkov has put in front of the, the preview. When it was Colorado, there were 10 members. A media rights deal that was between 19 and $21 million per year. Okay? I mean, that is puny in comparison to Big Ten, SEC, ACC, uh, and even the Big 12. Cause the Hell, big, I don't even know what that does for your football program and stuff. Forget the rest of your sports. Well, and that's why all the leagues, all the schools in the conference are saying we're not signing anything. Because you know the next deal they sign is going to come with, with large granting of right penalties and buyouts. Oh, and yeah. Those, te- those schools are not signing anything to lock themselves in until it's the right deal, or they're just going to jump at no penalty. Uh, and they'll end up in the Big Ten. Uh, and, again, I believe Oregon and Washington are just waiting for the phone to ring from the Big Ten office to, to invite them, and they would jump at it. Stanford would, too, because uh, they understand what's happening. And the Big 12 commissioners at work at, for Oregon, oh, they, yeah. they have to be. Well, I mean, Oregon's the, 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 the big fish left. The biggest fish left. but uh, So we'll see. Uh, that's where the Pac-12 is. Colorado coming. We'll talk more about that coming up. Your thoughts on Gary Patterson. And obviously, uh, as Buck has announced earlier, this will be his last show. I know uh, early in the week you said Monday would be your last, but uh, we'll make the, you want to make this one your final yes. day here on B&E. And that's, uh, that's absolutely sad, but it's also uh, completely your call. We'll come back. B&E on the horn. 
Light the tower. Mac Brown joins us. The first TV job I had, uh, they, they sent me on there with John Saunders on ABC Countdown to Kickoff, and they didn't tell me anything. And they just said, answer John's question. <laughs> I said, well, which camera do I look at? And they said, don't worry about it. Look at John. <laughs> and I mean, I had absolutely no chance to sit and visit and ask about the show or questions. And, and then they'd be in my ear. And I'll never forget, Craig, one of them said, make your answer shorter. And I said, got it. And they said, don't, don't talk to me on TV. You're on TV. On the horn. Sunny days are ahead as Ironworkers Local 482 Union is hiring 3,000 people right now for a huge new project. Maximize your potential today by applying at ironworkers482.org. That's ironworkers482.org. We still have a minor delay. This is going to be on the westbound side of 290, uh, headed past Greenberry Drive. That's going to be in the Mainer area. So, yeah, it's uh, it's still there. It's still on the board. You might need to navigate around that, but uh, the delay is just not that terrible. As a matter of fact, uh, there haven't been many huge delays since we had that crash earlier on I-35 near Grand Avenue Parkway southbound, but that's long gone. Further south from there, though, uh, headed toward Brunberg uh, from Breaker, a little slow, and headed to downtown uh, north and south of Ben White. Uh, some heavy traffic, but not as heavy as We've seen it in the past. Uh, westbound frontage of Anderson near I-35 at Gessner. Uh, that is an injury wreck on the access road. I'm Don Miller. There's your traffic. Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based on what it takes to help your company win. And that's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflow and allowing you to better communicate within your organization and with your customers. Make your championship decision with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you. Running a small business takes grit and determination and a communications provider that's got your back. That's Spectrum Business. Fast, reliable communication solutions that keep your business going. Get 300 megabits per second internet, just $49.99 a month when bundled with Spectrum Business Connect, the all-in-one phone system that lets you work from anywhere on any device and get a free mobile line for a year. Visit spectrum.com slash go faster. Restrictions apply. Services not available in all areas. Now here's Rita Baloo live from inside your plumbing. Even if your drain doesn't show any leaks or have any eye-watering smells coming from it, it doesn't mean your septic system still may not be working well. Pumping your septic tank can help improve the efficiency of your system, but you're going to need an expert. And that's why Hambone Plumbing is proud to announce Hambone Septic Pumping. The same great company now offering even more services. How do you get your septic system at proper working levels? Rita? Call Hambone, 512-388-7030. Hambonplumbing.com. License numbers M12470 at TCEQ. This is Scott Crossett with Apple Commercial Leasing. That's right, Apple Commercial Leasing, the home of the unlimited mileage commercial lease and so much more. Are you looking for a smarter, more cost-effective way to handle your company vehicles? Do you need customized work trucks? Are you looking for ways to cut your transportation cost? Look to Apple Commercial Leasing for the quick, accurate solutions. For business owners large and small, the unlimited mileage lease offers you tax advantages, cash flow savings, low to no out-of-pocket expenses, no dealership hassles, and fast and friendly service. 
From light-duty trucks to medium-duty trucks, even commercial specialty vehicles, buses, even 18-wheelers, we can do it all. Experience the Apple Advantage. Give us the opportunity to bid, and you'll never regret it. Call for free quotes at 335-3273, 33Lease, or click 33Lease.com. That's 335-3273. We will save you and your company time and money. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Take this job and shove it. It's Bucky and Aaron. Yeah, sad day for sure with uh, Bucky having his final show. And as we announced earlier in the month and earlier this week, um, Buck will have new opportunities within this market. And I'm, su- I'm assuming do a wonderful job there. It's like he's done here for all these years when since he rejoined the Horn. Well, what year was that, by the way? When we It's been eight years, I think. I believe. So 2016-ish, like when, uh, 2015, when uh, uh, we, we re-engaged after a few years mm-hmm. separated. But... Uh, it's been a heck of a I run. I to be a sure. country star f- for a while. You did. You did. Worked with the great Bob Cole and learned a lot, I'm sure, about I radio there. I most certainly did. I most certainly did. Well, I'll be honest. I learned a lot because I had only done a radio show with you uh, on a daily basis from 1999 until uh, we separated in the late 2010s or 2000s. And um, just same thing, radio situation, life and radio, uh, corporate whatever, um, or business whatever. And I learned a lot by having to go out and, you know, build a, build, build a station and find new hosts and you know, but taught me a lot. And that's, you know, what, what I think is happening here, too, is new opportunities. And hopefully we still have a chance to engage and do a show. But, um, you know, that's what it needs to be. I'll be back on Monday and, uh, and Tuesday of next week before the other changes come. Hopefully we'll be able to give you more details on what's coming beyond that. But I will be here Monday and Tuesday. Bucky will not be. And thank you to all of the, uh, the kind words. Now. Yes, for sure. We're, we're dealing with a tough July, but we should also mention that uh, during this month, we lost a great member of our team uh, here at the Horn and at the Austin Radio Network. Uh, Eric Kruger was a board operator and producer here at the Horn and with us over at the Zone previous to that, Buck, mm-hmm. for a long, long time. And Eric uh, passed away this month uh, at his home suddenly and unexpectedly. I saw him on that Friday on the way out. That was on a Saturday that, that he passed. Eric yep. Kruger, and you may know his voice. He would chime in on shows and was was a huge fan of music and playing the music back in. It's like Ty just did. And uh, I had li- my last run-in with Eric Kruger. I was up here recording the Eyes on Texas multicast, which we record every Monday night here at the stations, and uh, he was running a Rangers game. Uh, and he, his little trick was, you know, Eric Reigns has this, kind of like you have that relax-the-back chair over there. Mm-hmm. Eric Reigns has this great big throne of a oh, chair yeah. in, in uh, Coke FM. And I came in, and that's where I do. I re- we record the Eyes on Texas multicast down there in the Coke FM studio every Monday. And the chair was gone. I was like, uh-oh, what happened? I mean, so I ended up sitting on a stool for the whole thing, which was fine. And then as I was leaving, I see Eric Kruger. He had taken the throne chair all the way down to this studio next to us so he could do the Ranger game <laughs> and sit in comfort while he's, you know, the Rangers were playing. He was running the board for that. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, we lost Eric that Saturday. You said you saw him on, a, on, the, on that on the, Friday? Yeah, in the, in the elevator. 
So he's coming in. I was going out. Uh, and he died suddenly at his home that next day. Uh, a little tribute that we wanted to play for Eric, a longtime co-worker of ours here and over at uh, Clear Channel and iHeart and, and The Zone when we were there. Huge sports fan, huge fan of sports radio, and uh, here's a little tribute to, uh, to our good friend who we lost this month. The Austin Radio Community and Austin Radio Network lost a beloved member of our team this month. You may not have known his voice, you may not have known his name, but Eric Kruger was behind some of the biggest names and broadcasts in the city over the last 30 years. A look back on one of the boldest and most humble men in the business by those who worked closest with him, Eric Kruger. This is Chad Hastings. First and foremost, to Eric's wife and family, we wish you nothing but the best. We are thinking of all of you. It was such a punch to the gut for us to hear about this. We cannot imagine what you're going through. It was just horrible to hear. Uh, Worked with Eric for many years in a couple different spots, and we were so glad to have him back in the building at ARN, and he was excited to be back. First and foremost, when I think of Eric, I think of heavy metal music. He's the guy that turned Isaiah and I on to Iceberg Slim's album, and we were just blown away uh, that he knew all that stuff. So it was incredible to talk music with him. He was always so passionate about whatever he was talking about, whether it was entertainment or uh, something musical, something in sports that he'd heard. I remember when I was doing Longhorn basketball games for the women's team, uh, you'd be traveling, trying to set everything up. You had to be the tech on the far end of it on road games specifically and so who whoever was on the board producing the game was a big deal so when I heard the name of the person producing it would change my attitude sometimes and if I heard the name Eric Kruger I knew I was in good hands I knew things would be run correctly I knew everything would time out right and then I could go to worrying about all the other stuff and I didn't have to worry about you know the production element so God bless you, Eric Kruger. Rest in peace. We are going to miss you, and we'll always think about you. You were incredibly impactful in the Austin radio scene. Everybody that's worked with you will never, ever forget you. Rest in peace, Eric Kruger. Round Rock Express play-by-play announcer Mike Caps. Children of radio share a special bond, just like a family. Eric Kruger and I were those children and had so much in common that way. We cut our teeth listening to Wolfman Jack on our transistors and listening to 50,000-watt radio stations from across the U.S., booming into East and Central Texas with rock and roll music and news and sports. A dream come true. The respect we shared for each other's walk in this business moved to friendship, to a kinship, offering us freedom to talk frankly about each night's Round Rock Express baseball broadcast, which music beds we'd use and where we'd place express promotional pacers used during a night's play-by-play. From his years working with me, he instinctively knew how I wanted the broadcast to sound. He also knew, because of our mutual trust, that he had great latitude, especially when I was on the road, and he constantly blew me away with his music bed surprises. Eric Kruger's knowledge of musical superstars in their hometowns was second to none. Oklahoma City, now that was a different deal. It proved problematic until late, late one night in an extra innings game in Oklahoma City, he fired up between innings, Texas fight? which thrilled fans in Austin and Round Rock, of course. But I got more than a few uncensored emails from Sooner fans on that one. Eric loved all the shows he produced and the people he worked with. I'm prejudiced, but I think he loved The Express most of all. You know, as a friend of Eric's, you loved Eric most of all. You see, in this day and age of use them up and spit them out, you do not replace Eric Kruger. Sure, I wish and you wish he was still here, but you remember him and rejoice in the life he lived and you thank God in heaven you had the chance to know him and to learn from him 
and love him. Godspeed until the other side, my noble friend. Until then, Cappy says, adios for now. Voice of the Longhorns, Craig Way. My first memories of working with Eric Kruger came back, obviously, across town in the days of doing Longhorn games. And there was always this settling environment, this settled atmosphere whenever Kruger was on the board. We we'd said, hey, he's got it. He's, he's on the board, and I didn't have to worry about a lot of things. There was always that. But then I got to learn more about Eric over time when he was – uh, the producer on my show across town as well. And I found out what a great sense of humor he had, how highly intelligent he was, and how he also cared about things. And he could just drop a line on you that would just change your perspective on something or fill in a blank that you didn't know existed. Well, you know, that guy, he uh, he also starred in and would name off an obscure movie you hadn't heard about. Uh, he was great on all of those things, but most importantly, uh, Eric Kruger was a man who cared about his craft. He cared about what you were doing on your end, and he would do whatever he could to assist you to help make it go, and he would do whatever he could to make sure you felt good about it as well. And that's one of the things I'll miss about him the most, and I'll miss his friendship as well. top of the charts and of course they had uh, several lead singers and vocalists in that wonderful band but uh, obviously Don Henley and oh, yeah. Glenn Fry most known but Randy Meisner with that high note right there was uh, the lead singer on that number one hit Randy Meisner passed away yesterday at the age of 77 one of the original founding members of the Eagles band Randy Meisner was 77 years old but also an appropriate uh, Launch to the final segment that we're going to have on this show. And uh, about 15 minutes left in what we've known as the V&E show over uh, all this time since 1999 with the brief interruption through the middle. But I'm uh, uh, going to miss doing the show with you, my friend. There's no doubt well, about that. There's no doubt of how I feel. So, And thank you very much. And thank you to all of you. It's been, it has been absolutely a blast to get, on the, you know, get into the, to the hearts, to your, to your cars, you know, for all you guys that never had a job. You know, our guy that we bought a radio for so we could listen to this show. Mm-hmm. What was it? Uh, what was it, Mike? We got Mike a radio. He, he he wanted to listen. He heard this show. He didn't have a. He was a homeless dude. He was a homeless guy. Yeah, he was a homeless guy. Didn't have a radio. He we lived got him in a, a, lived in an encampment, like in, in the yeah. trees. We got him a radio so he could listen to this show every morning. That was fantastic. It's been great. 
It certainly has. It's been a fun run and uh, sad that it's happening, but, um, you know, it's the business, I guess. But uh, no, one more blitz. Now we'll, 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 we'll do the blitz anymore, but uh, we're going to miss the buck. And he's going to do great wherever he goes and uh, be kind and do good for other people. Cause that's what he's always done for us and for uh, the listeners. And all the folks that are texting Buck about battling sobriety, you've helped a lot of people that way. Well, they've helped me. It's yeah. been, it's, it's, you know, it's not all about what I've done for you. It's what you've done for me, and I appreciate it. All right. Well, that's, uh, we got, got to fill 13 more minutes or 10 more minutes, but uh, we do know coming up it'll be Light the Tower with Craig. And, I do uh, love that the, picture of Dak Prescott as an old man. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, somebody sent us some wow. spoof picture of Dak when he's 58 years old, still playing quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> yes, Cowboys camp will continue. Uh, sorry to have a, an injury. I did mention, and it's, it's worth mentioning for Longhorn fans, that uh, DeMarvion Overshow is already catching heads and catching eyes at, uh, at Cowboys training camp. And Dan Quinn was excited to draft DeMarvion Overshow. Remember, a couple years ago when the Longhorns had their coaches clinic in the spring, part of spring practice, Dan Quinn was the, the keynote speaker, right? He was the yep. coach they brought in. And it, 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 it's appropriate that he's now taking DeMarvion Overshown. Got to know him that week that he was here that weekend and got to see him play. And DeMarvion Overshown really epitomizes what Demo's about, what, what Dan Quinn's about, which is positionless football. And the idea of a guy that can, you know, you can call him a safety, you can call him a you know, box linebacker, you can call him a nickelback, whatever you want to call him. He's just a football player who likes to hit people and, and get people to the ground. And uh, the Cowboys, you know, when you, if they're going to put Micah Parsons more on the edge, and let him run that. You could see DeMarvion Overshone in a role uh, similar to what Micah does when he's not, you know, putting his hand on the ground and he's standing up and he's a stand-up linebacker, especially in passing situations where he can use his coverage skills but also can play the run if they do, uh, run draw plays or whatnot. I like I like that DeMarvion Overshone is already opening some eyes and hopefully he can stay healthy in this camp. Well, they got big-time hitters now from that linebacker area to that safety area. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to be well, stout think, against the run. Think J. Ron Curse, right? J. Yes. Ron Curse is a big safety, big rangy safety. And that's what you're hearing Dan Quinn say early is, you know, he we'll put a name on him, but when we're in our base package, you could see DeMarvion Overshone lining up as a safety. Absolutely. Uh, you, you go to the nickel, you could see him slide down into the box. You can also see him coming on blitzes. There's a lot they can do with DeMarvion Overshone. So, gosh, it's just anytime you get to this time of year, all you're hoping for is um, – Health, right? You just don't want anybody to get hurt because especially these rookies, they need every rep they can get. That's the disappointing news from Cowboy Camp yesterday is that their second-round pick, you know, DeMarbion and Demo was their third-round pick, pick 90. Their second-round pick was the Michigan tight end Luke Shoemaker, uh, and he's hurt. He's, he's and, and the way Mike McCarthy put it yesterday, it's a pre-existing toward before they even drafted him foot injury. And I hope they didn't draft him knowing that that's oh, the problem. And they investigate that well enough? Well, you know, do combines, and they all get to do medicals, and he was sure. there. Um, now, if it happened between the combine and the draft, and no one knew about that, but that's what he said. He said uh, it's a pre, pre, pre-existing pre foot injury that he came to us with, <laughs> essentially. So you hope, because then he needs those reps, because they you don't you use a second-round pick on a player. He's He needs to be part of your depth chart. Plus, at the tight end position, what they're missing right now, too. Yeah, Dalton Schultz is gone, and uh, they'd like Jake Ferguson. Ty likes Jake Ferguson quite a lot. He's the uh, second-year man who they took in the fourth round out of Wisconsin last year. Uh, then you bring in this guy, and they have Peyton Hendershot, but he's more of the, the bruising, blocking guy. But they want to run those three tight end sets, so hopefully Shoemaker can get back. But the other concerning part for that comment from Mike McCarthy is there's no timeline. Like the, the way he made it sound, they're hoping he can – remember, they do their, their few weeks in Oxnard, and then they come back to the Star Complex for the second half of training camp in, in uh, Frisco. 
he made it sound like they're hoping he can get some time in Oxnard while they're there. That didn't sound optimistic that it's any time you know, in the next week or so. So we'll keep an eye on Shoemaker. Boy, they got a lot of these first-day injuries that they're going to have to look over and really be careful with. Yeah, it's the fear. And, it's, you know, guys getting back on the field for the first time and going full speed for the first time oh, yeah. in a while. And you can train all you want all off season to be in the best shape you can. But uh, you know, It's they not have... like when you're going against that competition and you're making those moves. And I hope that uh, – I really, really hope that uh, Joe Burrow's okay. And all right, do two, and Ramsey. Injury. I mean, for – you know, I think Miami wants to do some big things. That – that move right there, getting Jalen Ramsey, was huge for them. And to have him go down. Absolutely. All right, uh, some text coming in that says, this is our good friend Aunt Geronimo, who uh, does great, did great work at CBS Austin for so long with Bob Ballou and now still doing the TV production game. Says, love you, B&E. Terribly sad to hear this is the end. Thank you for all you've done for Austin Sports Radio. Coach Mac Brown made it clear. Made it for – made it – Coach Mac Brown made it for four presidential terms, which is cool, but you guys made it six which is even cooler. You know, they're a great team. Thank you for your Thank impact you, on the community and much love and respect best in the future. Thank you, Ant. Appreciate you all the time. And uh, Texas pouring in. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, as we say. It's just, I guess it's part of the business, but it does suck that this is the last one. But, um, you know, not our call. Once again, it didn't happen to me. It happened for me. Yeah, and open up new opportunities. And uh, as I've told the story, you know, when we first met and started doing the show together, it was immediate chemistry, but then uh, 2008-ish, uh, we were going to take a move to another station, but then you got the opportunity to do Coke F- or to, to do the, uh, the KVET thing with Bob Cole, which was a great opportunity for and you. And I basically needed the insurance. I had kids playing in soccer and had a surgery oh. every other month. Well, that's, that, that back story is, oh. I, you know, we were, that's the true story. When, when I left the zone, you were coming with me, and we were going to take our show yes. to the new place and build on that and take all our connections and all the success we've had for the first 10 years and build a new station. And obviously, between me leaving and you being able to leave, what do you know? The market crashed in 2008. <laughs> and uh, uh, the people who were hiring us at the new place went bankrupt. The company that uh, Simmons Communications out of Utah uh, ran out of money. And truly, my kids were having and 13 said, surgeries no, at and that you, time for soccer. Right. And, it, and it, so the move, which was we had these great offers and they were going to take, then all of a sudden the, the offers changed. And I understood. You were like, man, I, I can't leave this place even if I got to go work with Bob Cole, which turned out to be a great <laughs> thing for you. <laughs> even if I have to go work I go, with Bob I understood it completely. And, uh, you know, that was, but it was a challenge. But it did present a new opportunity for you and for me. And obviously, we re engaged in, in the middle part of uh, the, t- the 10s. And got it back together, and we've been rolling ever since. And I hope this is exactly what that is—a new opportunity for both that will, uh, you know, we'll, we'll re-engage in a new way. And there's so many ways to do media now, Buck. We could do a podcast, we could do multicast, we could do whatever we want. Uh, but I, do I know what you... I cannot do: getting up at three thirty anymore. I'm not getting up at three thirty. Yeah, you are. No, that's not that. happening. I, I'm, that's not. Well, and that's I'm the not doing that. That's I, the thing. And you know, when you when, when life deals you lemons, you got to make lemonade. And that's really all any of us can do here at the. At the station, I am fortunate that they have offered me a chance to stay and help restabilize some things, but that's coming with its own trepidation and fears. And I don't know, you know, there's a lot going on with this company. Everything so new is a little scary at first, but it sure is. will work out. And but you know, that's a choice I had to make for kind of the same reasons you did. I got kids in college, and I've got uh, I need security immediately. Not to take a risk of something down the road turning up. That's kind of my situation. But at uh, the same time, I know it'll all work out. And I'm just hoping maybe one of these times I'll get a call from some of, some of the people I haven't, haven't got a call from that make decisions. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all you need is a little respect. That's all. Like I said, I, I, it's not that you deserve it. I think you earn it. 
And part of that is I think I've earned some of that Without a doubt. after all these years. Well, well you've, you've helped me out a lot, Bucky. So I just wanted to. Well, as I said, you, you. you the, the people that you will be around, you will grow. It'll, it'll grow. You'll get it. Well, I will say this, having followed you, worked with you for so long, uh, whenever we have a producer or a, a young person that works at the station, you take them in, and it's like you, you never stop coaching, right? You still oh, co- yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the coaching part of it. You're yep. still coaching them, and it's uh, and you help those young guys grow up, and, and it's it's what you do with your education degree and your uh, you know your background and then coaching. You, whenever there's a young, you know, Ty comes in or Isaiah or Brad Kellner. I'm going to make um, a great starter. I try to teach them how to do the nuts and bolts of radio, but you teach them how to you know, grow up and be people. And I think that has uh, always been great. Well, and that's what, that's what the people that have listened to this show are. They, I, I think we've, we've touched on a lot of people that have all these 20 years have talked with their kids and their kids have gone on to be really, really good, solid citizens, good, solid people. And that's, that's what's important. We need, we need some solid people. We need some, and we need some solid. I'm not quite sure about Ty yet. Well, I mean, he's 25, and he will. <laughs> you said good, solid citizen. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we still have some some room for growth on that hey, front. Sink or swim. <laughs> Got to get better every day. That's right. As I as I learned how to swim, when somebody pushed me into the deep end, I just started doggy paddling until I got to the side, and that's Ty will do that, but he'll grow. And once again, to all you folks out there, thank you for helping me grow. I really do appreciate it. And e, not enough said about you, but thanks thanks for the structure that I needed, and for the friendship, and some of my deepest, darkest secrets never went past our conversations and that's all you can ask from a partner no, no doubt buddy uh, don't cry because it's over smile because it happened my friend there you and, go i uh, hope it happens again ty thanks everybody in the texts and the emails and the tweets very kind as well i'll be back monday uh, unfortunately the buck will not everything podcast if you miss any part of this show at our website hornfm.com light the tower lights up next